Well, it's praise time, y'all. So, who wants to go first? Glenn. Praise and then I got my daughter back. And she used to, used to sit up front, if you remember. I remember. She lives uh, 30 seconds down the street from me now on, on Dickinson Avenue in a, one of those camping trailers they're renting. Uh-huh. And my other praise is I went to work today on Wednesday and fixed an autopilot. Okay. You brought your little sister with you today, did you? Yes, I did. How you Love been? You. you look familiar. What? Yeah. Oh, what? Yeah. <laughs> Hasn't been that long now. I haven't seen you in a long time. How many Sundays do you think I've missed in the last 21 years? Not many. Well, I know it too. <laughs> <laughs> Even then, yeah, I was in the hospital for one. Yeah. <laughs> we visited another church. We went to Waco to see Zachary. Most of you know Zachary. Mm. He's been here several times, or a few times. Hadn't been a long time, but anyway, uh, he bought a new house. Uh, well, a house, and uh, really nice place. He was. We were really proud of him. How he picked it out and worked out, got it, got it done right. And anyway, our motive for going was to hopefully find a church up there that actually was a real one. And uh, we didn't do well at first. We went to two churches Sunday morning. The first one we went to, the written statement and all sounded pretty good and all that went to it. I uh, got one early. As we got there early, the the pews were full of NIVs, and it just it we le- we left, and we drove across Waco to an independent Baptist church, the only one we found up there. They had one thing in their statement of faith that was wrong; it was just wrong. But that was it, that one area, and uh, it, otherwise, otherwise, it's a pretty good church. I mean, what was the name of it? Greater Waco Baptist Church. There used to be one when we all lived up there called Friendship Baptist Church. I don't know if it's still there or not, but they were right on track. With well, us. we looked up every Baptist church in Waco and read the ones that would tell you what they believed, and that eliminated most all of them real quick. One of them, the one that's closest to his house, uh, had one thing in there about us, who we are, and uh, they put a little paragraph in there that said that we believe that all the spiritual gifts that were in the Bible are still in effect today, which which means we're going to have a we're going to have a tongue flop on the floor party when you yeah. get here, and so that settled that one pretty quick. But anyway, uh, it was good. We. Uh, we located that church. Zachary went to the first, arrived to the first one with us, and then we just told him, we said, it's, we just, we're not going here. This is not the place. And so he said, well, I got to be, I got to be, I got to be, be at work in two hours. So, so he didn't go with us. But, but we found a church and we got the connection made, and hopefully we'll see what the Lord can do with all that. Because he's the one in charge anyway. It's your praise time, and I'm taking it up, so go. That, that was my praise. I was praise right there when, when you were telling me how to, you know, I'm not looking for another church, but, uh, you know, I, I wish I had you in my in my Rolodex or, or 
phone so I can say, hey, what about this? No, no, okay, thank you. <laughs> Just keep on going. Yeah, well, that's, it's a shame it's like that. But it is. It is. Uh, sound doctrine is absolutely not common anymore. Seems like the size of the church got something to do with it too sometimes. Well, sometimes. Sometimes. You had your hand up. Yes. Um, we went like Christmas light looking last night, and we usually go in several cars, but we took a trailer last night with Abe with all the grandbabies, and it was just really exciting to watch them. And then my Tucker, my youngest grandson, every time he'd see the word joy, he said, look, there's joy. That means J is for Jesus. And, and when people were standing out, he was hollering, Merry Christmas and have a blessed of the night. <laughs> and it was good to hear that. It was good. To, and then Addison, when we passed by one, the Addison lost because the people don't know the truth. <laughs> and it's good to hear that out of your grandchildren, you know, that they're going somewhere in the right direction. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We go there every year. Yeah. And um, and my next phrase is I'm in '96, heading back towards Alvin on '96. It's a big uh, subdivision called Sedona Park, and they they go all out. And then my next phrase is I got engaged on my birthday. Oh, congratulations! And where is he? He's picking up his son who's coming in. He's on leave from the military, so he's picking him up at the airport. Hopefully they can get here for service. Okay, so. Okay, cool. cool. Other praises. Jerry. I just want to praise the Lord for the truth of his word, for his grace and mercy. Amen. Amen. Nona. I have several. My sister's here visiting. We've enjoyed the time together. And... Harley and Jamie came over yesterday and put up my antenna, and it works. I can see Channel 11 now. (laughs) (laughs) And the other praise is, I finished Revelation last night. Cool. Amen. Good job. Good job. Josh. I want to praise the Lord for direction. Uh, You know, sometimes I think I get... I get going one way, and I think I know what I'm doing, and then Lord step in and give me some direction and show me what's right and what's wrong. I'll praise you for that. Amen. that, I'd be going the wrong way all the time. Yeah. Well, that's, yeah, thank the Lord. Clarissa. I just want to praise God for the whole, uh, like, opportunity to homeschool Caleb. Like, I've gotten to see, like, him and it just grow incredibly. And, like, last week, he and I and I was reading a story, he's like, Can I say something? And he I was like, Mom, what about the homeless people? Like, what are they gonna do for Christmas? Um, you know, and all this, and so we made homeless like we made like bags of Ziplocs for like with like a bunch of essentials and blankets rolled up and nice Christmas cards and he and he and I went and handed them out to like I think God specifically placed these three people in the spots around us. And um, he was just like, Jesus loves you. Like, <laughs> and it was just like, we would have never got to do that had he not been home. That's yeah. really exciting to see your yeah. kids. And he's talking so much more. He's talking so much more to me. Just, yeah. Well, that's uh, a lot of wonderful things happen when you spend time like that. Yeah. Amen. Who else? 
You don't have to top these other praises. You just have to. That's it, Bob. Go ahead. No, I, I just I'm alive. I thank God that He's given me the little bit of sense that I got, and I, I just praise Him for having assurance that you know this is just a moment. This is just a, a vapor, and we'll be we'll be moving. Josh. I want to second that praise that Carissa made about homeschooling. I've been getting to watch my kids uh, become inventive. The stuff they're inventing, you know, it's it's nothing big, but you can see their little yeah. minds working. Yeah. It's really cool. Mm-hmm. I praise the Lord for allowing me to see that. Amen. Amen. Well, I didn't get to homeschool when I was growing up, but thankfully school wasn't all that bad then like it has become over the years. Yeah. Hi Mary, we miss you. You want to share your praise while you're at the door? Okay. All right, my praise is I wake up this morning with love in my heart. Jesus' love fill my soul and I just, I worship time with him. Every morning I do that anyhow. <laughs> <laughs> special time with the Lord. him up and back under him and let him down. But I didn't have to do that. I was able to pick him up and put him on him. So. And then I got back over to the area where we do the cleaning and realized again that I'm up there by myself. So <laughs> I'm going to get to do it all this time. Yeah. I actually still do it, but I didn't shoot anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I hope to go back up and shoot a couple more. There's a lot of them up there. I saw probably 50 lot of hogs. I told John, give it another year and there'll be more hogs on the place than there is cattle. Alright, anybody else? We're going to John chapter 5 then. So, turn in your Bibles. There's Daryl. Hey, Daryl. Didn't see you all this morning. Look who's here. Good to see you. Look who's here. He's sitting right in front of you. Sorry to interrupt the class. I got a praise. Yeah. Still time for praises. Check it out, Barry Matt. So, my praise is 
Lisa's got a bad migraine and I'm hurting all over. So I thought, you know, I'm staying home and take care of her, you know, or she's going to take care of me or one or the other. <laughs> the whole time I'm still getting ready. The whole time I'm planning to stay at home, but I just kept getting ready. <laughs> so I said, you know what? I can't miss church. I got to go to church. So you decided to let the Lord. Lord take care of her and come on to church? Yes, yes, yes. Something along those lines. Yeah. That works. Thank He's with a migraine that goes to sleep anyways. Not talking to you for 10 seconds. I just thank the Lord and He'll come here, so... Oh, amen. amen. John chapter 5 is got all kinds of interesting stuff in it. got controversial things in it. It's got essential doctrine in it. Uh, it's, you know, this. After this, verse 1, there was a feast of the Jews, and Jesus went up to Jerusalem. Up means the higher elevation, not north, because he was already north. He actually had to go south to get to Jerusalem. And there's a sheep market at the. It's called Bethesda. It's got five porches, and there's a there's a pool there. And it says that an angel went down a certain season into the pool and troubled the water, stirred the water. Whoever First in after the stirring or troubling of the water that stepped in was made whole of whatever disease he had. Now that's a little strange to me. You don't really find situations like that other places in the Bible much, but there's one right there. And that's what it says. And so I believe it. That's simple. There was a certain man there. He was called impotent, means he didn't have strength to function. In this particular case, 38 years he had not been able to walk. He's laying there on his bed, and Jesus sees him. Jesus just happened to come along, right? He just happened to. Huh? Just happened to come, the way he did for you in your life, he just happened to come along. And so he says, uh, Jesus knew that he had been a long time in that case obviously and the instant man answered him sir I have no man when the water shoveled put me in the pool but while I'm coming another steppeth down before me he cut me off in traffic and I couldn't get in the pool and Jesus Jesus had asked him will you be made whole uh, he could have said well why do you think I'm here you know uh, and he told him that he couldn't, he couldn't get pulled because he didn't have any help. Jesus said, rise, take up thy bed and walk. He didn't make a big deal out of it. He didn't spit and make clay and put it on his eyes or anything. He did, he did a lot of different things like this. But with this guy, he just says, get up. Pick up your bed. Get out of here. That's probably how I would have said it. That's not how Jesus said it. He said, rise, take up thy bed and walk. Now, why did Jesus do that? We talked about this, son. Uh, why did Jesus wanted to? <laughs> huh? He wanted to. He well, didn't need the water. He didn't need anything. He didn't. Well, if, if, if he had gotten the water and was healed, an angel had to come down and do that. So 
the source of the healing was still the same. It was the Lord. So he did it in one way or another to glorify God. But, but Jesus did it this way for a very specific reason. That's right. Oh, well, that's right. Take he, up did, your bed. he told him, he didn't just heal him. He said, now pick up your bed and walk. And immediately the man was made whole and took up his bed and walked. And on the same day was the Sabbath. Oh, And anybody picked up their bed and carried the bed around on the Sabbath was... They broke the law. Yeah. So that basically redirect. You don't... The laws were made for men. You couldn't follow the laws. I'm here. I'm going to take care of it. Well, does Jesus have authority over the law? Absolutely. Uh, yeah. That's why you're not under it anymore. Amen. It's the only reason you're not under it. People that don't know Christ, are they still under the law? Yeah. yeah. People that are not saved, are they still under the law? They're still under the law. Yeah, they are. Yeah. It's, you know, rather, rather, if I do this, something's bad going to happen to me or, or you know... So I guess they're right when they say they have to live right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Nobody. Problem is that no one ever has or right. ever can is up for the Lord. Still there, but uh, yeah. Technically, if you could, if you could live without sinning, you could, you could go to heaven. But he's got to be not born into this. <laughs> die a baby. Yeah. And so immediately the man took up his bed and walked. And if somebody, if I'd been, if I'd been crippled for thirty-eight years and couldn't walk, couldn't get up, and Jesus came along and said, "Get up and walk," and strength came, and I was, I just got up. Wow, this is cool. Legs, you see what's going on here? <laughs> and, and then he said, pick up the bed and walk. What would you do? Pick up the bed and get out of there. Yeah. I mean, this is the voice of the Lord. Lord he told me to move somewhere else. And it was the same day. I, the guy could have said, well, I can't do that. It's Saturday. No, he did, did what he was told. And... The Jews, therefore, 10, verse 10 is a new paragraph. The Jews, therefore, said unto him that was cured, It is the Sabbath day. It is not lawful for thee to carry thy bed. Well, they were right. It's, it's legally. He answered them, He that made me whole, the same said unto me, Take up thy bed and walk. Then asked the, him, what man is that which said unto thee, take up thy bed? Who told you you could do that? And he that was healed wist not. What's wist not mean? No. He didn't. He knew not who it was. For Jesus had conveyed himself away, a multitude being in that place. Afterward, Jesus finds him in the temple and said unto him, Behold, thou art made whole. Sin no more, lest the worst thing come unto thee. Now that's that's kind of opens a new door to, to think about. When the uh, disciples saw the man who had been born blind, 
This is one of the other miracles. They asked a question. They said, who did sin, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? What did Jesus tell them? You read your Bible. Neither one. He said, neither did this man or his parents sin. He said, but that the, but that the, what did he say? That the glory of God should be manifest today. He was born blind specifically so that Jesus could heal him at that particular time and demonstrate who he was. This man, however, apparently, by the statement Jesus made, uh, was crippled, was infirm for a different reason. Uh, the, the one that was taken in adultery. And she was brought to Jesus. And they said, Moses said, Stoner, what are you saying? And Jesus stooped down and wrote on the ground in the dust. Then he stood up and said, He that's without sin among you, let him cast the first stone. And they go, uh, I, You know, you just see them looking around at each other. They're lost for words, they don't know what to say. And he said to her, they all laughed. And she said, woman, where are thine accusers? There's no man accused. He said, no man, Lord. What did he tell her? Go and sin no more. Go. Same thing he told this guy. Go and sin no more. I don't know what this guy did that caused him to be crippled. I, he, he may have been crippled. He zigged when he should have zagged. I mean, I don't know if he got run over by a chariot or... <laughs> fell off a cliff or 38 years it could have been a lot of different things Daryl what you have you raise your when, hand uh, when the Lord heals uh, people like that he tells them not to sin anymore lest something worse you know uh, that doesn't necessarily mean that he's saved them as no, far as their salvation it doesn't doesn't mean that at all Everyone, every single one of the people that Jesus healed didn't say heal. They died sometime later. Maybe a long time, may not be a long time, but they all died the same. It's given unto man once to die. Separate letters. And after this, the judgment. Well, I guess the pastor did it twice. Yeah. There were a couple more like that, too, so. Anyway, the man departed and told the Jews that it was Jesus which had made him whole. He ratted him out. That's what he did. Think he did that out of fear of the Pharisees? He went and told the Jews that it was Jesus. And Jesus had just told him not to sin. And what's he do? He goes and rats him out to the Jews. But we all sin. Huh? And we all sin. Okay, that don't make it good. Well, yeah, is it really a sin said, to answer their question? Well, when Jesus told the woman taken in adultery to go and sin no more, what was he specifically talking about? Don't commit adultery anymore? Yeah, don't, don't do that anymore. Same thing with this okay. guy, probably. I don't know what he did. Jesus knows what he did. He knew what he did. 
That's why he said what he did. And so uh, he told him as Jesus, and therefore did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day. Wasn't that the whole program, though? Make them so mad they kill you? So that's what he came for. Well, yeah, yeah. Maybe it was part of the program, you know, the guy goes and tells Pharisees and lights them up some more. Yeah. Oh, he was just supposed to lie about how he was no longer crippled after 38 years. Well, he didn't have to lie. He just didn't have to tell them. And then he would have been thrown in prison. Or... Maybe. Uh, I mean, they, they, uh, I'm surprised they didn't try to stone him. But, yeah. Because they were pretty, they were pretty bloodthirsty bunch. I thought maybe he wants to go and, and worship in the synagogues and stuff because that, well, that's where that's where Jesus found him in the temple. Right, right. And he doesn't want to lose access to it, so he well, goes and tells him, "Hey, look, the temple there he is. to praise the Lord for healing him." I mean, among other things. Here, go ahead. Just talk about something. The Pharisees overall have a holier than thou attitude towards Jesus. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you can't be holy. Well, they're Jesus. supposed to know. Yeah. That other attitude comes off of the whole thing. Well, let me ask you. Let me ask you. Uh, uh, a question. Did Jesus break the law? Jesus law. No. Uh, he broke man's law. He didn't break God's law. What? He's the Lord of the Sabbath. Yeah, he told the guy to break the law. So, yeah. Keeping the Sabbath in the Old Testament, that wasn't God's law. I'm sorry? That, that, not well, walking carrying on the Sabbath. Your mat was, the was, that, was that God's that, law? That, or not? that was. That was man problem. Where'd it come from? Wasn't it on those tablets that God wrote with his no. finger? No. no. Wasn't on the back of it either. Do <laughs> you hear about that? Uh, yeah. How do, how, how do how does things get put into well, the you know in the pecking order now? Everybody knows uh, the Ten Commandments. Uh, Exodus chapter 20, verse number 8. Okay. Remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy. Six days thou shalt labor and do all thy works. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. <coughs> and it's thou shalt not, is it not do really? any work, nor thy son, nor thy daughter, manservant, maidservant, cattle, stranger that was within thy gate. For six days the Lord made heaven and earth, the sea, and all that is in them is, and rested the seventh day. Wherefore, has the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and hallowed it. He is keeping it holy. He's doing the Lord's work. Well, well is it really work to is it, carry your mat or is to it, tie your shoes? Oh, yeah. Or? Oh, yeah. Well, yeah. in their legalistic mind. But, well, <laughs> well, think about it. I mean, it it wouldn't enjoy the guy, about guy the, goes out and gathers up sticks on the Sabbath day. Yeah. Well, you got to make a fire. He was a sojourner. He's, he's, well, you're supposed to do it on Friday, though. Friday he's, supposed to, yeah. he's supposed to get, get the sticks the day before. Okay, so when you stick the match in there, it's not work either? Is it God's law <laughs> to not to, to carry the violation of the law to carry your bed on Six Saturday? Hours before. Yeah. Yes or no? I yes. think it's a violation of their legalistic law, not God's law. Well, <laughs> I just read where this came from. This is yeah. the Sabbath of the Lord thy God. No. Right out of <laughs> right out of 
God's word, Exodus chapter 20, whose law is it? Well, it's all God. Then for that. It's, it's definitely God's law. It's not man's law. God made it. Gilbert? Interesting. Jews uh, dressed it up to suit their doctrine. Well, Josh? It's, it's breaking the law. It's God's law. Yeah. It's to work. It's breaking the yeah. law. The law was made for man. Can't tie your shoes on the Sabbath? Have you ever worked on Saturday? Yeah. Yep. Does that work? Yeah. What day is the Sabbath? Saturday. Saturday. Bunch of sinners. <laughs> it's like hardly all our bunch of sinners. Did work for me on Saturday? <laughs> I work every Sunday. By the way. You think it's not work putting up the all? It's work. <laughs> yeah, I thought you looked directly at me when you say that. Yeah, we got a lot of that's what I was talking about. What'd you do this week? You're such a sinner. Well, you took a vacation anyway. You weren't looking for another church, right. so I don't know. This. Oh. <laughs> oh. Oops. Sorry about that. So, did, did Jesus break the law? Yes. Yes. Yes, he did. I guess he did, he did. But, yes, but the law is for man. Yes, but he's God, so but that's his law. He's he's God. He can do what he wants. Yeah. Yes. Okay. He broke the Mosaic law. He broke the Mosaic law. That's what he did. God gave Moses that law. That's right. Same thing. It's, it's God still, but that's that's what he broke the Mosaic law. So how is how is Jesus justified <coughs> in still being sinless? After having healed this guy on Sabbath day, is healing work a work? Yes. Yeah. They said it was. Yeah, well, just because they said it. Well, <laughs> yeah, it's, work. It's, it's great work, actually. Yeah. So, what, how's this? How's this working out, Gilbert? What do you guys say? Jesus says he was uh, law. Jesus himself is the law. The answer thereof. Okay. The fulfillment of the law. <coughs> how is this? How is this justified? Okay. Jerry, uh, Jesus not under the law. Why? You sinless. Because sinless. <coughs> well, it, was, it would be sinless until he sinned. If he sinned, but right. he didn't. How is it that Jesus broke the law? But. <coughs> but still didn't sin. He, he basically he circumvented it because he has uh, even written and said that he was the Lord of the Sabbath. Amen. Jesus is not under the law, nor can be placed under the law, because he is the author of the law. He makes the law, and he's God. That was created every God's not under the law. Well, look, look at, look at how now keep this in mind as we read the rest of this and look at look at how Jesus explains this to the Jews. And therefore, did the Jews, this is verse sixteen? Did the Jews persecute Jesus and sought to slay him because he had done these things on the Sabbath day? But Jesus answered them, My father worketh hitherto, and I work. My father worketh hitherto. 
up to now, before now, my father worked on the seventh day, and so I do. Therefore, the Jews sought the more to kill him, because not only had he broken the Sabbath, but said also that God was his father, making himself equal with God. Now, apparently the way Jesus worded this, the way he said this, did it in such a way that did make himself equal with God. Because he is. And then answered Jesus and said to them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, The Son of Man can do nothing of himself, but what he seeth the Father do, for what things soever he doeth, these also doeth the Son likewise. For the Father loveth the Son, and showeth him all things that himself doeth, and he will show him greater works than these that you may mark. For as the Father raises up the dead and quickeneth them, even so the Son quickeneth whom he will. For the Father judges no man, but hath committed all judgment unto the Son. That all men should honor the Son, even as they honor the Father. Worshiping Jesus and worshiping the Heavenly Father is exactly the same. They're both the same person. The Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit are one. Triune. Now, now go back and think about why did Jesus heal this guy and then tell him to pick up his bed and walk? <coughs> look, at, look at everything that Jesus was given the opportunity that created himself the opportunity to teach them and you and me about himself because of this purposefully upsetting the Jews that all men should honor the Son even as they honor the Father John uh, records a lot about this, and I want to I want to jump over to chapter eight real quick. Uh, Jesus uh, said in verse forty-one, probably the same bunch here. It, he said, uh, "You do the works of your father." Then said they unto him, "We be not born of fornication. We have one Father, even God." Now, they just wanted to stone Jesus for saying God was his father. Now, they're saying it. Must not not have the same connotations of how they said it or something. Jesus said to them, If God were your father, you would love me. For I proceeded forth and came from God, neither came I of myself, but he sent me. Why do you not understand my speech? Even because you cannot hear my word. Do you ever talk to anybody about the Bible or about the Lord and what Jesus has done and how they need to be saved? And, and they just had a they just had a religious answer for everything. You just, they just they just no matter what you said, they just couldn't see it. There's a there's there's a fellow in one of the families in our church right now that is that way. And I, I have time and tact and gentleness and 
every way possible to get this man to see how salvation works. And, and nope, you got to do it. You got to do it. It works. You got to do it. Just can't see it. No matter what you explain, no matter how you explain it, they cannot see it. So if he feels like you got to live with that, how's that going for you? Yeah. Yeah. Same situation right here. Oh, James. Oh, I'm good. I'm good. Why do you not understand my speech, Jesus said, even because you cannot hear my word? Can't hear it. It's not talking about a literal hearing loss. It's talking about they can't, can't get it. You are of your father, the devil, and the lusts of your father you will do. He was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own, for he is a liar and the father of it. That means that he invented lying. It caught on really, really quick. And because I tell you the truth, you believe me not. And then Jesus said this, which of you convinceth or can prove, convinceth me of sin? And if I say the truth, why do you not believe me? He that is of God heareth God's word. Ye therefore hear them not, because you are not of God. And then, of course, they went on to more insults and injury to the Lord. But it all goes back. It all goes back to this situation that uh, Jesus is the Lord of the Sabbath. He is. He's not under the law. And the fact that he uh, told that guy to pick up his bed and walk, gave him authority to do it, is uh, his to give. His to give. If you want to learn something really cool to take home, Christ is not under the law. Correct? Correct. We all understand that? If you're in Christ, where does that put you? Not under the law. That's why you're not under the law. Because you're in Christ. That's that's cool. I, I, that's just really cool. All right. We are out of time. There's something coming up in this chapter. Uh, matter of fact, the next verse is coming up in this chapter, and uh, which is verse 24, which is one of one of the most uh, what I call it famous. It's not as famous as John 3:16, but it is almost. Anybody here can quote John 5:24 without looking down at your Bible? John 5:24. Okay, I just got I just caught John five twenty four, but I'll have it by tomorrow. Well, I should have it. By the, I should have it by the time I show back the lights. Anybody can do it now. Verily, verily, I say unto thee, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation. Is passed from death. That's a lie. There is a there is so much doctrine in that verse. You could have 
you could have left out the whole rest of this chapter and it would have still been complete. I mean, it's amazing. We'll talk more about that next week because we're out of time. And it's prayerless time. And it's probably walking around up there. Yeah, that was pretty good. Yeah. How, how can how can anybody that has been shown the scripture and read Ephesians 2, 8 and 9, how can you believe in salvation through work? Ephesians 9, not of works lest any man should boast. It's not well, okay. Let me let me explain it. Let me I'll tell you, let me tell you how. Uh, I'm going to t- read a little further in John chapter five. Uh and verse 28 and 29. Now just listen, I'm going to read these two verses. Marvel not at this, for the hour is coming in which all that are in the grave shall hear his voice and shall come forth. They that have done good unto the resurrection of life and they that have done evil unto the resurrection of damnation. Okay. Come next week, prepared to explain that. <laughs>